Oh, this one, another one. That if you were in, in the 80s and your name was Mickey, oh my God, your life was awful. Unless you happen to be really good looking, I suppose. And then people could just chant this at you. All right. We are waiting for UFC President Dana White, who's going to talk to us about the big fight uh, coming UFC up. UFC f- 232. 232. I know. And it's like there's I, I always have to look it up because I remember I started covering the UFC at UFC 205. Um, this which was, was while Ronda's still out of career. Yeah. This before you. Oh, no, no. No, it wasn't 205. That was the one that she lost to Amanda Nunez. Uh-huh. It was UFC 193. It's hard to keep track. It is hard to keep track. When did I destroy the career of Ronda Rousey? Was it 205? <laughs> was, was it 199? 193. Yeah. 193? Yeah. I was down in uh, Australia. And I, I get uh, the reason I remember this is that I just recently came through that portion of the Facebook memories that oh, reminded so me of yeah. when I was there. And it was kind of, I, I find Facebook memories to be very useful. I like this. I like it because it reminds you, oh, I have that picture. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. And then I also get memories from like early in my Facebook days where, you know how like on your status update, it'll say like Ramona Shelburne is, and it's like a prompt. Right. And I would take that very seriously. And you'd fill in the blank. I'd fill I, in. It was I, like I've Mad Libs in, or something. It's like eight years ago. Like eight, eight years, years ago. ago. So like my my status updates from like eight or nine years ago, early Facebook status updates, were always like, Ramona Shelburne is deciding whether to stay up all night again. Oh, man. I shouldn't. I'm like publicly sort of yeah. venting about whatever. Oh, I've done. Yeah, totally. Ramona Shelburne is sick of the traffic on the 405. I'm like, oh, God, why did I do things like that? Like, no, don't be that That's the Facebook. Sharing. That's the sharing thing. Yeah. Look, I, would just I don't be, do that anymore. Like, the yeah. only reason I do Facebook at all is post just to share pictures of the, pictures kids. Of the kids. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's it. I'll, I'll post my articles, too. I forget to do that. Yeah. I forget to do I mean, we have a, we have a yeah. public page. Yeah. Andy and I have a public page. You and do? I forget, I forget to do it there. Oh, yeah. I'm I, just... I'm, Here's the thing about it. Like social media used to be a thing yeah. in our business where if you had a like you could build your brand through social media. But now mm-hmm. your the numbers that you need, whether it's on Instagram or whatever, have to be yeah. so big that if you don't get there. Yeah, it's, you might as well have zero. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's right. Nobody. Nobody's impressed with. You know, oh, you have sixty three thousand Twitter followers anymore. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, no, no. Or you gotta be into the six figures. Uh, you know, or you have seventy one thousand Instagram people. It's yeah, like, you know, it's like seventy one thousand is pretty good. No, Instagram you, is different numbers than if you have a podcast. Yeah. that draws seventy five thousand people per episode. Is that a lot? It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. You're not making a nickel. Really? Nope. You have to make a lot you more do than a that. A lot more than that. To make really? money. Yeah, I was wondering about yeah. that. To monetize a podcast? I just, it's hard. like, even when I want to listen to podcasts, I, I can't because there's just only 30 minutes in the commute. All right, no, we you got do, him on the line? Is no, Dave I think Danny? we're dialing. Oh, is, we're dialing. Or is he there? Nope. You do double time, you do time and a half. Oh, is that that's how, how it works? Trudell does it. I understand that. I think it's weird, though. It's like then people sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yep. All right, way Dial? more interesting than us. Dana White. Uh, president of UFC joins us right now to get in, getting us ready for uh, UFC 232. Dana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. That was my big question. I'm now going to turn things over to Ramona. <laughs> What's going on, Dana? <laughs> that was my big contribution. I'm good. Hey, so what are we doing in Los Angeles this weekend? I thought the big fight of the year is always in Vegas. Yeah, it is. I, I actually just landed here right now. <clears throat> so, you know, we, we had issues in, in Nevada with John Jones. And, you know, the fight needs to happen. The fight needs to go on. So we moved it to L.A. Crazy. So this has never been done. We move a fight 
you know, during Christmas weekend yeah. from Vegas to L.A. And the day after Christmas, the 26th, we sold over 10,000 tickets in L.A. Jeez. Then, since then, we've sold, you know, we're, we're up around 12,000. This thing's almost sold out. There'll be 14,000 people in the arena on Saturday. And uh, we had to rent a 737 to move all our employees and fighters to, to, to L.A. Everybody got here today. And in an hour, we're, we're having the press conference. What's the bill on renting a 737? <laughs> not good. It's not good. It's, it's uh, you know, it, you know, this was a very expensive uh, thing for us to do. It cost us a lot of money. We, we, you know, we lose five to six million bucks on moving this event to, wow. to, to L.A., but it's the right thing to do. I hope you both still get to write that off under the new tax bill. Prepared for this fight. They're both ready to fight fight needs to happen so we're going to do it so does that come out of john jones's check or anything or? <laughs> no unfortunately it doesn't it comes out of our pocket unfortunately <laughs> uh, jones is going to make the same amount of money he was making in vegas so uh, okay stops and they both will i'm really excited for that fight but i'm really really excited for the chris cyborg fight um what do you, what, I, you know, I, I, I saw it's being promoted as like, who's going to be the baddest woman in history? And I think you can really say that now, right? With, you know, Amanda Nunez knocked out Ronda Rousey, who was the previous baddest woman alive. And Cyborg's, aside from that first fight she had, never been beat. I mean, it's, this is a pretty unprecedented fight in the women's division, right? Yeah, no, it's true. And when you have two of the baddest women in the world, both world champions, one at 35 and one at 45, and they're facing off in this inevitable super fight that needed to happen. And uh, I agree with you. The, w- the woman who wins this fight is 100% the baddest woman on the planet. How does Amanda Nunez feel about moving up like this, moving up in weight? Well, you know what's crazy? There was a company called Strike Force, uh-huh. and uh, we-, we acquired them. But at the time, they had brought in Amanda Nunez to fight Cyborg. Mm. This was years ago. Huh. So these guys were supposed to fight a long time ago. It didn't happen. Obviously, they're both better. They've got more experience, and they're both world champions now. And now the fight's going to happen. So timing couldn't be better. What has made the, the women's division of UFC so popular, you know, just across gender in ways that sports that have men and women both competing haven't been able to, to, to equalize? Because the big thing that nobody saw coming, including me, is how technically, incredibly badass these women are. These women are so good, so technical, and um, the fights are incredible. And, you know, started with Ronda Rousey, Joanna Yonjacek, mm-hmm. and all the other big stars that have come through the women's division. These women are so good, and the fights are incredible. And now, I mean, we're sitting here talking about uh, a super fight between two world champions and two different weight classes facing off, and both these women are incredible. That that's why it's taken off and why it's been so so big for us. I think what got me about Chris Cyborg is I I don't know if I believed in Cyborg until she fought Holly um, Holly Holm right. because. Uh, you know, she was always just kind of the biggest, strongest fighter, but you'd never seen her. You never, you, you hadn't seen her necessarily fight somebody who could run, could dance, could move her, like who's going to test her, her stamina as well as just her strength. And she held up True. in that fight. She, True. She, she didn't get tired. If anything, you know, I thought she was, she was in just as good at the end as she was at the beginning, but. Amanda's a different story. Amanda's, Amanda's, I don't know if I would say necessarily better than Holly, but she's a completely different type of fighter. Do you, does, is this her toughest test yeah. yet? Is this Cyborg's best opponent? 
I think so. I absolutely think so. And, and I agree with you. And, and, and the thing is about Amanda Nunes, she hits hard. She's younger. Um, you know, uh, Holly Holm has been through a lot of wars in her, mm-hmm. in her career, boxing and MMA. Uh, Amanda Nunes is, is young, a, a younger version of Holly. So what does that mean going forward? Because like, as all of these fighters get so much attention and so much, I mean, deservedly so, how do you expect this this field to grow? Because there was a time at which it almost seemed like Ronda was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And you look around and you say, uh, well, maybe there's not enough people. There aren't enough people out there. Uh, and then Ramona got a hold of her. And that was the end of, of, of Ronda. <laughs> uh, but so like but as you know, UFC, as somebody who kind of watches casually is kind of a sport that's built around eventually people are going to lose like they, they keep fighting they're going to lose um and so how do you expect the the these divisions to kind of keep growing and the, you know the more and more fighters to keep coming I mean, what do you think that looks like in two three five years well the reason everybody's going to lose in, in, in this sport is because the best always fight the best mm-hmm. i mean we're talking exactly about the cyborg fight this weekend we have the 45 pound champion fighting the 35 pound champion in the super fight the best always fight the best so eventually you know, someday you're going to run into somebody. It's 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 just it's 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 the way it works. But the way that the divisions continue to build is all these. You know, started with Ronda Rousey, and um, you know it, you could go back to Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes and all the other guys, George St. Pierre's, and, and all the guys who who helped build the sport. But the reality is, these young kids that are coming up that would have played, you know soccer or basketball or football or whatever are becoming fighters training in mixed martial arts so the level of competition just keeps getting better and better and better um if you look at guys that that are out there right now like like the you know habib and and, mm-hmm. and um uh max holloway and brian ortega here from la um you know these kids that are coming up now are, are, are just unbelievable and unbelievably gifted athletes and the sport continues to grow. There's, there's. Think about when I was growing up. Your parents would put you in karate or taekwondo mm-hmm. or something like that. This is the martial art that men, women, and children are taking all over the world. This is, this is the future. Hey, so Dana, I was not a UFC person back in 2013. I, I, I came to the sport a little later. Um, okay. But back in 2013, when John Jones fought Gustafson, that was the fight of the year. What was yep. that fight like, and why has it? taken until now to have this rematch well it's one of the it's one of the greatest uh title fights ever in the history of the company and definitely the greatest light heavyweight championship fight but uh at, at the time people didn't give gustafson a chance you know we did that fight up in toronto mm. and i remember oh this is the fight you bring to toronto and whatever mm-hmm. yeah well it ended up being one of the most ridiculous fights anybody ever seen and then obviously after that fight everybody knew who gustafson mm-hmm. was and he became very popular and a, and a very famous fighter for us. Um, and it, 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 it's been a long time waiting for this rematch. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. If you're a huge fight fan, you know this is this, this is one of the ones you want to see. So John Jones is back. Uh, Vegas wouldn't wouldn't allow him to fight there. What's what's the explanation for that and sort of why they that 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 didn't happen? Well, what happened was. They, they they found a metabolite for the for the uh, steroid that he tested mm-hmm. positive for, like back in 2016, mm-hmm. and um, they didn't have time to put together a uh, a hearing to to see. I mean, first of all, four of the commissioners aren't even in the state mm-hmm. right now or in the country, I think, 
And um, California had experience with it. This is where John Jones went through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the commission here was already up to speed, um, educated on it, knew everything that was going on. So never been done before, but we had to move it. We had to move it to California. Well, you guys have had success here in Los Angeles in the past, fighting at the forum and um, and events here. So I guess it's like you've you've done the drill here, right? And now it's yep. a yeah. now it's two it's minute offense. Hurry up! <laughs> we figured it out. All right. Well, Dana, I will be there Saturday night. I know it's. I think it's probably one of the best cards of the year outside of the the Connor fight and, and Khabib. But this is this is uh, you know my my cousin's in town from Oregon and he was like already planning to or he's like we're gonna have to order the fight right and then I was like actually it's in L.A. now so we can go. Sweet. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dana. All right. I'll see you Saturday. Cool. All right. I feel like I offered a lot in you that did. interview. You I did. brought a lot to the table there. It's it's really exciting because I you know, when I the UFC division was really just Ronda Rousey and everyone else, the women's division. Yeah. And now it's like there's genuine intrigue in the women's division but with it, like five other fighters. Totally. It's but it's a re, yeah. it's the recap and I talked with Kellerman about this a lot mm-hmm. when he was still here. That's the the mental recalibration like that people who are at least sort of at least kind of sort of followed boxing. Uh-huh. I'm not a fight person yep. generally, but like the idea that the best fighters are going to lose and they'll probably lose a lot. Yep. Like that's something you just have to get your head around. Um, and it makes the marketing of these, of these athletes different than what you get in boxing. Well, you, when you fight with four ounce gloves, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you get hit with one of those, you get knocked out. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Most it, it's, not, it's just the great equalizer is the four ounce gloves. You get hit. Anybody could beat anybody at any time. Does he think it's funny that you killed Ronda's career? Uh, no. no. Will he let Nobody you anywhere? Nobody it's funny. It's sad. You, I, I feel bad about will it. Will he let you in the same room as Cyborg or any of these other people? <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, if you want to shake her hand, is he is he going to, like, dive in between, like, a probably, Secret Service yeah. agent taking a bullet? Yeah, probably. He, I would. Get Keep her away. All you did was write, like, a couple really nice features, too. I know. You didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. It's just me. All right. Uh, Ramona's got an intern. We'll talk to her next. ESPN LA. <laughs>